1: This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
0: Thank you so much for your updates on what you are getting planted this spring. I'm Pam Yonke. Welcome in. It is a Thursday. I'm afraid the weather is not necessarily friendly for a lot of field-like activity, but I'm getting some sporadic reports of corn going in the ground. In fact, uh, May 1st in southern Wisconsin, May 7th farther north, those are the ideal dates to try to get that corn in the ground. We'll talk about that with Dr. Joe Lauer, University Extension Corn Specialist, on this Thursday morning. Well, weather-wise, I don't know that we're going to get a lot of a break as far as planting is concerned. Today, another chilly day on the way. Partly to mostly cloudy skies, 48 are expected high. 50% chance of showers developing later today. Tomorrow, cloudy skies in 57. Saturday, Partly cloudy skies with a good 90% chance of rain and thunderstorms on Saturday. 56 the expected high. Rain still in the forecast on Sunday and 58. And then cloudy skies on Monday, 58 degrees before we start another precipitation pattern. Stumacher Ag Meteorologist should be along with us this morning to give you all the latest details. And Cody Coster from EverAg, our special guest this morning. He's going to take a look at what's driving our dairy trade has all the updates for you before we finish.
1: Wisconsin Farm Bureau helps our organization advocate for agriculture by putting us at the table with the right individuals. I've heard a lot of times that if you're not at the table, you're on the menu when it comes to ag policy. We need people to help us make the right connections, get in front of the right people and policymakers that are affecting decisions that impact agriculture. WFBF.com. You should look them up.
2: A voice for farmers A for agriculture Wisconsin Farm Bureau Rural Mutual Insurance Keeping Wisconsin strong
3: All business owners want the same thing To make their business succeed At Rural Mutual, they help that happen As the third largest writer of commercial business in Wisconsin They take the time to learn your business So they can properly protect you Call your local agent today Or visit RuralMutual.com
2: own keeping Wisconsin strong.
0: This spring weather, it's been kind of tough to get out there in those fields. This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire.
4: Daphne had the opportunity
0: to talk to DATCAP Farm Center hotline people to learn a little bit more about what they've been hearing and taking care of the farmers.
5: That's right, Jill. And the Wisconsin Farm Center has actually been fielding more calls this spring than they have during the first six months of their fiscal year. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Dan Bauer is the program supervisor at the Farm Center. He reminds us of those free services that the center offers, but first he breaks down those call volumes And tells us what the most popular service has been so far in 2022.
6: So as a point of reference, the state of Wisconsin operates on a July to June fiscal year. So for the first half of the fiscal year, which again began in July and ended in December 2021, we saw 438 new inquiries. And so this equates to a little over three calls per day to our Farm Center toll-free helpline and Farm Center email box. Now, looking at the third quarter of this current fiscal year, which ran from January through March 2022, we've seen 278 new inquiries. So interestingly, this equates to a little over four per day or would extrapolate to over 550 across a six-month period. So what we're currently seeing, Stephanie, is a greater than 25% increase in daily inquiries as compared to the previous two quarters combined. And um, when speaking to our team, collectively, we feel this recent increase is somewhat seasonal in nature. Many farmers begin to review their balance sheets and their financial positions at the conclusion of the previous calendar year and prior to the beginning of the tax and cropping seasons. And if I could go a little further even, in addition to the calls and inquiries that we just discussed, the team is currently working with over 75 Wisconsin farmers on a variety of financial and transition planning topics.
5: Okay, so is that the number one service that people are seeking out? Yeah,
6: Stephanie, good question. I mean, mean, people are seeking out a variety of services, but what the team would say is we are absolutely seeing a renewed interest in people either beginning or continuing previously started conversations on transition planning. If we look across that current caseload of 75 cases or 75 farmers that we talked about, just under 50% of those farms are working with us uh, by looking for assistance developing transition plans.
5: Tell me more about that service, though, so people understand when they call you asking for assistance, what are you helping them with?
6: We help them
7: really focus
6: and have an honest conversation about what their goals and objectives may be. So some farms, you know, want to farm another 10 years, and it's about building a plan that allow them to do that and then exit the business effectively and gracefully at the end of that 10-year period. You know, some farms are very motivated to transition the farm on to the next generation within their family. And for those farms, we help them develop plans for how can they transition those assets to the next generation of farmers who want to operate the farm, but while also funding an effective and uh, sustainable retirement for mom and dad that are trying to uh, exit the business. And then we also work Stephanie with farms that that simply want to sell their farm. You know, there are some that that maybe don't want to have a family member to transition it to. And for those farms, you know, we will also help them, you know, think about the entire process of uh, how they might locate and identify and successfully execute uh, a sale of the business to a uh, independent private party.
5: That's not all you guys do. You have a variety of programs for people to take advantage of. Why don't you share some of the other things you guys offer and how much it costs or is it free?
6: Yeah, I'd be happy to do that, Stephanie. I'm I'm so glad you asked. And you know, one thing that's really exciting about Wisconsin Farms is so many are family owned. And one thing we recognize at the Farm Center, that when you're managing a business with parents and siblings, there are many unique challenges. And and for those reasons, that is exactly why our team offers a free and confidential conflict mediation program. So what this program offers is a trained mediator that will meet with farm families and help them resolve disputes that may require a third-party neutral a uh, facilitator to effectively develop solutions. And uh, your question about cost is a great one. One thing that we really pride ourselves here at the Farm Center is that all our services are free and confidential. And if you don't mind me going a little further, Stephanie, some other things I'd point out is a core part of our program since inception in the late 80s is we continually get calls from and consult on farms with underlying financial issues. You know, and as a part of those conversations, we always review debt structure. We always talk about future access to credit. You know, these are both typical components about any financial discussion. However, the one thing I'd like to point out today is more times than not, although the inquiry is financial in nature, there are other fundamental management and business performance issues at play. And one service dairy farmers in this situation can take advantage of from the Farm Center is our herd-based diagnostics program. And I'm sure you're going to ask me, you know, what, 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 kind of, what is that? What is herd-based diagnostics? Well, the program is actually real simple. What we offer as a part of this uh, service is dairy farmers can receive veterinary consulting and diagnostic testing at no cost to them. And I think that is so key. For that reason, we strongly feel this is a great opportunity for dairy farmers to pursue improvement risk-free and with no added expense.
5: Well, yeah, and underline and capitalize the word free. And why don't you remind people the number to call to get a hold of the Wisconsin Farm Center and to take advantage of these programs? The
6: easiest way to get a hold of us for uh, any of our programs, really, is to just call our toll-free Farm Center helpline. So that number is 1-800-942-2474. Again, the number is 1-800-942-2474. And farmers are welcome to give us a call Monday through Friday. Um, Our staff takes calls on a variety of topics, and we frequently provide assistance to Wisconsin farmers, either ourselves or if they have a question that we can't answer ourselves, we're always happy to do research and refer them to other state and federal resources as appropriate. Um, a couple other ways they can get a hold of us is you can also email our team's group email box, and that address is farmcenter at Again, farmcenter at wi.gov. And lastly, one of the best ways to uh, learn about our programs and services is to just check us out on our website, and that website is super easy. It's farmcenter.wi.gov.
5: Simple enough, easy enough to get a hold of you guys, and it sounds like you have the staff to make a quick turnaround time to get people the answers they need.
6: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Stephanie. Like, we typically, you know, if we don't answer the phone live, we really prioritize getting back to people within 24 hours, whether they call us and leave a message or whether they email us. So, um, the team... Is very much focused on customer service, and um, we really try to be as responsive and um, proactively uh, communicate as we can.
5: The Wisconsin Farm Center at the Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection has been around since the mid-1980s. And since then, thousands of farm families have turned to the center for services. As Program Supervisor Dan Bauer said, you can reach the Farm Center at one 800 942 Two four seven four. That's one eight hundred nine four two two four seven four. 942 2474 You can also email them at farmcenter at wisconsin.gov. Again, all services are free and confidential. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Stephanie Hall. This
3: is the Midwest Farm Report
2: with Pam Youngke. Huh, nice. Hardwood floor, where is it? Sounds like a floor. It's not squishy. That's good. Floors aren't supposed to squish. Goes wall-to-wall like good floors do, and I'm walking all over it. Usually a dead giveaway that it's a floor, but it's not a floor. This is a mattress. Charlie Heidel's for 52 days. People like Charlie are scattered all across Dane County, and because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply nearly $400,000 in bedding, furniture, clothing, and household items to people like Charlie. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in food, shelter, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need.
4: Looking for extra cash? Did you witness a crime? Or maybe you have information about ongoing criminal activity in the Madison area. We give cash for clues. Madison Area Crime Stoppers is a nonprofit organization that helps prevent and solve crimes in our community by working with Dane County residents, law enforcement agencies, and media partners. So how does it work? When you share information with Crime Stoppers, a confidential code will be generated to protect your identity. If your tip results in an arrest and filing of criminal charges or the apprehension of a fugitive, you'll receive a cash reward. Keep your tip ID and password so you can check the status of your tip. Once the arrest or apprehension is confirmed, arrangements will be made for you to collect your reward anonymously. Your confidentiality is important to us. Any individual who contacts Crime Stoppers will always remain anonymous. Call 608-266-6014 or go to p3tips.com. Madison Area Crime Stoppers, your safety is always our priority.
8: Pam is the name.
3: Farm speak is the game. This is the Midwest Farm Report with
1: Pam Youngke.
0: You know, I could sense the frustration in some of the interviews that I conducted yesterday, uh, specifically with Dr. Joe Lauer, University Extension Corn Specialist. You know, he talks obviously about research, but he's also challenged himself to try to get out there and get started with field work. Doesn't look like we're going to get a lot of that done again today. Stumach egg Meteorologist joining us live this morning. Although I have been getting just some ancillary uh, comments from folks that there is some planting that's been going on, especially on high dry soils. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think that's the majority of folks out there, is it?
1: No, no, it's not the majority. There's some stuff going on around here, some manure hauling, things like that. But it's a little cold a little wet no doubt about that and we are going to try to add a little precipitation not a great threat i mean this warm front we've been watching is off to the south lines up northern nebraska to southern iowa central illinois And out to the northeast of that warm front, yeah, there it is, some showers. Uh, Actual showers have been seen from north central to eastern Iowa. A little sprinkly light rain hit and miss stuff lining up from La Crosse to Madison and down toward Milwaukee Racine this morning. Just a narrow band of some very light activity that may stick around in those areas uh, on and off for an hour or so yet today. Most likely that takes a break during the day and could re-fire late today or tonight. Generally though, there's just going to be some cloudy skies and temperatures that certainly stay on the cooler than normal side. We should be in the sixties for normal highs right now. We're not going to be close to that today, maybe back in the neighborhood Friday or Saturday, especially in Southwest, uh, call it quarter of Wisconsin, lacrosse to Madison, anywhere east and north, a little cooler, maybe some upper fifties, but we try to see a little moderation build in. That will come around, though, with that low passing right near southern Wisconsin. So most likely Friday night into Saturday and Saturday night showers and there could even be a thunderstorm or two rainfall amounts from what I'm seeing could easily be up in that quarter to three quarter inch range as we head through Friday night on through Saturday night. So we are going to have more moisture, more setback, if you will, keeping things wet. We do dry it out a little bit as we start toward next week. But even then, heading through parts of next week, still only in the upper 50s, not quite back to our normal high, not quite warming it up as much as we'd like to see. And there could be some hit or miss showers trying to edge in a little later Tuesday or on toward Wednesday as well. So it's just not drying up or warming up the way we'd like to see. And unfortunately, that pattern is going to stick around on through a pretty good part of next week as well. I'll have forecast details right after this.
6: My name is Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. Wisconsinites love local. Uh, We love buying local. We love knowing
3: who we're buying from. uh, And that's what we were able to offer to them. We keep hearing, I've really thought about solar for a long time, I'm finally able to do it because I've got a local person that I can trust. The more you
6: know about solar, the better. But I think the most important thing is knowing who to work with,
9: and that's us. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com and start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy.
7: Soil health, it's the top priority at Midwestern BioAg. It's the first thing they consider with every product at every step. It's designed to build healthy, biodiverse soils to support healthy soil, resilient crops, and higher yields. Midwestern BioAg offers biological fertilizers to optimize yields during the growing season, all the while building healthy soil for the future. To learn what a Midwestern BioAg program can do for you, visit MidwesternBioAg.com. Midwestern BioAg, better
0: farming through better soil. Alrighty, Stu, let's have that forecast.
1: All right, well, let's just talk about some clouds today. Mostly cloudy. The further you are into eastern or northern Wisconsin, the better chance there is just a little sunshine may bake through. A little light rain in the southeast part of the state this morning could pop up again late afternoon in La Crosse or Boston. Temps ought to today be in the upper 40s or almost 50. I think that's where we'll stick out. And the northeast winds are going to be somewhere around 5 to 10. Now, as we make our way into the nighttime, there still could be just a little shower chance in the southern part of the state. Cloudy skies, low 40s. East winds about 5 to 15. Mostly cloudy Friday. Here's where we get back in the upper 50s, or almost 60. Upper 50s in the east, about 60 or so in the west. Southeast winds about 5 to 15. And then by Friday night into Saturday, showers, even some thunderstorm possibility. Late night Friday night could be a thunderstorm towards Saturday, midday, or afternoon. Saturday's high could actually still be in the very upper 50s or almost 60, but we'll have that east and southeast wind, a good 10 to 20 gusting near 30, staying pretty windy Saturday and Saturday night. And a few scattered showers linger for Sunday, Pam. And like I said, uh, rain amounts probably in that quarter to near three-quarter inch (sighs) range from Friday night through Saturday night. So (sighs) it's going to stay a little wet.
0: That is not. And then we're going to get more next week, aren't we?
1: Yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, hit or miss stuff. Not going to add up a great deal, but it's not going to let it dry out.
0: And what do you think uh, about soil temperatures right now? We're probably, what, lucky if we're in the mid-40s, huh?
1: Yeah, there's not a 50 out there, that's for sure. And we sure need some longer, warmer days and more sunshine to help that cause. And I can't provide that either, unfortunately.
0: I just got a bunch of sad-looking emojis from Stan up in northeast Wisconsin about this forecast. I can't believe it.
1: Uh, happy he hasn't had snow lately.
0: I know. I just looked at my cameras up in Green Bay to make sure we didn't have snow. So far, so good. All right, buddy. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks. All right. See you then. Stumach is our ag meteorologist with the weather details you may or may not want to hear this morning. Completely understand. Remember, if you do have field work starting in your area, got some corn planted, use our talk text line and let me know. 877-301-3276. 877-301-FARM.
3: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
9: Remodeling your home, you don't want some silly goose in charge of your plans. Meet Adam of AF Construction. He grew up in a Wisconsin family of skilled craftsmen working side by side with the best. Hundreds of happy homes endorse detailed attention to distinctive projects. AF Construction, your local hands on remodeling contractor, offering line item estimates and eye popping results. For your free consultation, visit AFConstructionLLC.com. Get ready for a remarkable new look.
10: Hi, it's Preston from Window World. Our
6: diverse and flexible financing options make new windows and doors affordable and stress-free. Insulate those freezing bedrooms, enjoy a crystal clear view, and be the house that people point at when they're looking for trendy new window and door ideas. Our financing makes it all possible and without worry. We will find a plan that works for you.
9: Call me today or visit windowworldmadison.com.
4: Trusting someone else enough to pack up your stuff for the big move usually doesn't happen. Our employees are like family and have been with us for a very long time. You can feel comfortable with them packing things up and moving them. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the the all-in-the-family move.
7: Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things well like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com.
2: Mad City Moving.
11: Are you ready for the next generation of body sculpting? A Skincare Minute with Skincare Expert Michelle Neeson. Current body shaping devices have addressed unwanted stubborn fat and skin laxity. But what if we want more muscle strength and toning? M Sculpt is our new body sculpting device at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie that uses high intensity electromagnetic contractions. With a 30-minute treatment described as equivalent to 20,000 crunches, M.Sculpt is approved for abdomen, arms, thighs, and calves, and it's also the world's first non-invasive butt toning and lifting procedure. M.Sculpt is a safe, effective addition to any workout program. The possibilities are endless.
2: Let your natural-
11: View our specials at SockPrairie.com.
7: We give you the tools, knowledge, and income so you can take your career however far you want to take it. I'm Wynn Davies. W.E. Davies & Sons Remodeling is now hiring carpenters, lead carpenters, boycott a stale career. We want you to take on a fresh perspective to your path in life. We're a local family business offering services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. You can be your next team player to deliver stunning, transformative results
11: because when you talk, they hear you.
3: For more information, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov.
12: Whenever you make a major purchase, there's always that little voice in your head asking questions like, are you sure? Is this the right one for me? Bergstrom Automotive turns the what-ifs into why not with the seven-day buyback guarantee. That's one full week to get to know your vehicle. Is it as large as you anticipated? Maybe you want more power in heavy traffic. Maybe you find out the neighbors just bought the same make, model, and color that you just purchased. Whatever the reason, at Bergstrom if you don't love it simply bring it back not every dealership offers a 7 day buy back guarantee then again Bergstrom Automotive isn't an ordinary dealership Bergstrom believes you shouldn't have to listen to that little voice that questions your buying decision they just want you to feel giddy with freedom just like you did when you bought your very first one love it or bring it back at Bergstrom Automotive
3: NFL draft tomorrow night. You're going to be up in Green Bay, correct? uh If memory serves me right.
7: Yeah, can't wait. I uh, haven't obviously had the opportunity to be up there. And it just feel, it's it going to feel a little bit different. Yeah, it's going to feel a little bit different because they obviously haven't had uh, anything in person in the last two years, and so yeah, up in Green Bay, get to talk to all the guys. Right after they get drafted, get to talk to. Frank Goudakunst at some point. Woo! Yeah, it's gonna be great. That's what I'm talking
3: about. All right, so we were in uh, my in Rowdy's office yesterday, our office, our shared space, if you will, and we were talking a little bit about you know Rowdy was grinding the draft as you and I were just you know shooting the crap, and uh, Rowdy just turned over and said, you know what, I really love a lot of Big Ten wide receivers. I want uh, Rowdy to list a couple of them and give you your little uh, you know synopsis on them. But really quick, Zach, what do you think happens? with the Green Bay Packers and this first round, do they, in your humble opinion, and you will have a pulse up there when you're up there in Green Bay, hanging rubbing elbows with Brian Gutekunst and whatever, but do you think that they take a wide receiver first? Do you think that they you know, stand pat with their picks? Are they going to trade up? Are they going to trade down? Like, What does Zach Heilpern think is a, a likely scenario for, and I know it's hard to think yeah. about because it's so crazy, but what do you think happens with that uh, first round for the Packers?
7: Well, I certainly hope for the sake of, your favorite guy, um, Elon Musk, that they do take a wide receiver at some point in the first round, because otherwise Twitter going to explode.
3: Well, and that's a good thing because no one can be silenced now on Twitter over it, Zach. So Packer nation. But
7: if it it explodes, like, (laughs) I mean, if it melts down, how do, I mean, I, he just bought this thing for $44 billion. (laughs) And if it melts down in like day three, it's going to be a really, really tough scene. But I don't, I don't know. I, I think, uh, I think one of those guys has to be a wide receiver, right? Like in the first round, in the first round, I'm thinking it's either going to be a wide receiver an edge or an offensive lineman. Like those, those are the three. And I think people will freak out if they take an offensive lineman and, and an edge and don't get that uh, receiver in the first round, but they have got four in the top 60. I mean, it's the first time since 1967 that they've had four in the top 60. And so I think that they, I think that they get one at least one receiver in that in that top sixty. I would hope it's in the first round because they desperately need a guy who's going to come in and play right away. And they've had a ton of success with drafting second round and third round wide receivers, but none of those guys are really huge impact guys right away. Yeah. And um, I know it's been a long time since they've done it, and wide receivers are certainly more, I think, capable of coming in and playing right away based on what they've done in college and, and the way that the college game has evolved and the way that you know seven on seven and all the flight football stuff happens earlier in your life, but I think they need to go first round and I, and I hope they get one of those premier guys at the top.
3: Oh, well, one of those premier guys, it was on Rowdy shortlist. He brought it up yesterday. Rowdy out of the big 10, the wide receiver. You really like the Packers to get would be out of Ohio. Yeah. State. And this is a name that's been floating. Obviously pretty much everywhere you look, it's Chris Olave, And if we're talking big 10 receivers, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson are two of the best in this draft and both out of Ohio state.
7: What do you think of uh, those two, Zach? I mean, I, I think Garrett Wilson probably gone.
3: I, I agree with that.
7: Lot, I mean, a lot of them, I mean, Garrett Wilson almost probably guaranteed to be gone. Uh, Chris, Olave they may may need to trade up, which isn't necessarily something that Brian Gutekunst isn't uh, necessarily uh, afraid to do. I mean, he's traded in the first round three times in the four years that he's been overseeing these drafts. So I don't, I don't think it's like anything that would shock us, but you know, he's got a little bit more ammunition this time to, to really jump up if you really wanted to. Like, he really, like, if he really likes a guy and wants to go up and get him, like, wants to jump 10 spots or something like that to go get somebody, he's got the ammunition to do it for sure.
3: Rowdy, another Big Ten receiver that you got on your list that you're liking? Well, Jahan Dotson's another guy that might be late first into the second round. But if you start digging deeper into, like, those later rounds where, hey, maybe you take a chance on a guy that's got some upside. Bo Melton, Jalen Naylor. Those are two other guys from the Big Ten that probably see their or hear their names called this weekend.
7: Yeah. Badger fans will remember Jahan Dotson. Uh, he had a pretty big game against Wisconsin in that opener last year. I, I don't know if he's necessarily an outside guy, though, Roddy. Like, I mean, he's, he's more of a – I think he's probably more of a slot than he is an outside. They need another slot concerning what they've got with Randall Cobb and, um, and uh, Amari Rodgers people, I think a lot of people are probably forgetting. Um, but I don't know. I, I like if you're going to, at some point, you're going to take, you're going to take multiple wide receivers, right? Like it's not, you gonna have to, be one and, you have one, to Yeah. It's not going to be just one and done. So I think you're right that they're going to have opportunities later in the draft. I mean, you think about the draft, what, uh, that MVS was in, they took three guys. Yeah. Only one of them actually did
1: anything. And so. If old McDonald was real and actually had a farm, She'd talk about it. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
0: Cody Coster, one of the brokers with Everag, is our guest this morning, focused in on what's happening with our dairy complex. I'm focused in on this weather forecast. I'll tell you what, we really don't get much of a break as far as warm, dry weather for at least the next few days. Cloudy skies today, 48 degrees with a 50% chance of showers. Tomorrow, cloudy skies in 57. Saturday, 90% chance of rain and thunderstorms, 56. And Sunday, some more rain in the forecast, 58 are expected high. Pam Yankee, glad you're along with us on this, the 28th day of April. Let's see what I can find for you this morning. On this day, back in 2001, a fella named Dennis Tito became the first space tourist. A Russian rocket took the California billionaire to the International Space Station. So if you thought uh, that uh, the mega-millionaires, billionaires here in the United States were the first ones to try space tourism, think again. Dennis Tito, the first to do that, back on this day in 2001. On this day in 1969, Charles de Gaulle resigned as president of France. He founded the French Fifth Republic in 1958, became its first president, A year later. Happy birthdays go out today to actress Jessica Alba, she's 41, and actress Penelope Cruz, she's 48 years young today.
8: Time again this morning for a very important conversation on our Alcivia Cooperative Talk program. We've talked with sales, we've talked energy, we've talked uh, grain, agronomy, all kinds of things today. An area that a lot of people probably don't realize is part of the cooperative environmental and regulatory specialist Tom Overby is with us and Tom this is uh, not something you can pull somebody off the street you've got a background in understanding our land the environment and keeping it safe and clean and healthy right? Yes I've got uh, 30 plus years
13: working in the agronomy department for co-ops and so I do have you know pretty good background
8: Let's talk about the environmental side of things. What does that mean, being the environmental specialist? What falls under that purview?
13: Well, anything that uh, deals with uh, the environment. you got the land, you got water, you got the air. You know, we've got the regulations and whatnot that we have uh, with federal and state agencies that we have to abide by, but then uh, we have uh, land that... Uh, if we're going to repurpose it, we have to test it, make sure there's no contamination. And if there is, we have to remediate and remove contaminated soil and uh, replace it with uh, clean soil.
8: So you're kind of like, well, a middleman, if somebody is going to do what you just suggested, repurpose that land or whatever, get you in there and help make sure that we can go forward legally under the environmental laws of this country and the state.
13: Correct, correct. And, you know, we're all, we all want to be good stewards of the land that we uh, live on, so uh, we have to abide by the rules and uh, meet or exceed them.
8: How busy are you in that area? Most of our farmers are such good stewards of the land, but, uh, you know, accidents can happen.
13: Yes, yes. If there's you know, any type of spills that uh, happen, which, you know, they are going to happen at some point, that uh to deal with those and uh you know get the cleanups and help coordinate with our environmental consultants and the regulatory agencies that gap and dnr um you know they all get involved with it so it gets to be a coordinated effort
8: tom overby is with us the environmental and regulatory specialist with alcivia cooperative on our alcivia cooperative talk program and regulations a term that no farmer likes we just have too many regulations. You know that as well as I do in a farmer's mind. But as far as a regulatory specialist, does that mean you can kind of act as as a middleman for the farmers that have to make some changes on their land and they've got to go through all kinds of uh, regulatory procedures, be it KFOs or NR51 and all those sorts of things? Yeah, we
13: can help them out with that. Um, you know, we're not... You know, the the specialist or the expert on it, but we can help you find somebody to get your questions answered. Um, you know, we're familiar with the rules and regulations and, uh, you know, how to comply with those, and uh, we're here to assist.
8: And that means, of course, we've got to have documents signed, sealed, and delivered. Can you walk them through that and get them to the right people, be it yourself or whoever, to make sure these documents are, are filled out to the satisfaction of the higher powers so to speak
13: yes yes we can help out, out any way that we can uh, assist them because you know if it if it isn't documented it didn't happen
8: so. you're in the Hammond office in Western Wisconsin as far as uh, your area environmental and regulatory for Alcivia cooperative do we have specialists located throughout the Alcivia network
13: Well, the environmental and regulatory specialist, I cover all the territories, both north and south. So I cover from Luck down to Racine, and we have a couple of facilities in Illinois as well. So I cover quite a territory.
8: He puts on some miles, but he knows what he's doing. And that's Tom Overby, who is the Environmental and Regulatory Specialist. So if you have some challenges, concerns in those areas, Tom is the man to contact and he's headquartered at the Hammond facility with Alcivia Cooperative this morning with Tom on our Alcivia Cooperative Talk program.
9: Are you protecting investments on your farm? BioVet's calf program has been supporting calf health and growth for more than 30 years. BioVet calf supplements provide your newborn calves with energy, hydration, and beneficial microbials to support healthy calves. Healthy calves make productive cows. Call BioVet today and learn how an investment in your calf's health returns an investment in your future and your farm's profits. Call 1-800-BIOVET1. That's 1-800-B-I-O-V-E-T-1.
0: Hey, I really appreciate all of your updates on what you are getting done as far as field work is concerned. Remember, if you've got planting progress reports of your own, you can always send those to me via our Farm Talk text line. Simple way to do that, you can either call or text 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. I see I've gotten a smattering of rainfall reports. We'll start doing those officially in the month of May, but your planting progress updates I welcome anytime. Again, the Farm Talk Text Line, 877-301-FARM, 877-301-3276. Yeah, there's probably not as much corn planting going on as a lot of Wisconsin farmers had hoped for this year. Dr. Joe Lauer, University Extension Corn Specialist, says we are coming up on our ideal planting dates,
7: you know, if I could plant all my corn on one day, that day would be May first in the south, and May seventh in the north, and uh, and in between, you know, it would be kind of kind of gradations in there. That's where we really see our best yields for corn grain and and silage. And not only that, you also avoid what I call the double whammy of. Uh, When you have later planting dates, you have lower yields and you also have wetter grain at harvest.
0: Dr. Joe Lauer, University Extension Corn Specialist, says that uh, planting delays to June 1st will lower yields by about 30 percent. But he says in some growing seasons, 100 percent of the maximum grain yield can still be achieved planting into late May. So keep your fingers crossed we're done by then, huh? little warm, dry weather could help us out on our battle against avian influenza as well. Dr. Darlene Konkel, our state veterinarian at the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection, was talking about that with me yesterday. It could.
4: And of course, we're all looking for warmer spring weather um, here in Wisconsin this year. Um, Warmer temps, drier temps, lots of sunshine can be a help um, to control a virus like this, just to dry things out and And UV light can always help. Um, It also helps to enable lakes further north to open up so the, Mm -hmm. the heavy migration season can continue and things can move on to their destination. So warmer, drier weather may certainly help. We'll all still need to practice good biosecurity with birds in the meantime, though.
0: Again, Dr. Darlene Konkel, our state veterinarian with the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection. The good news is we haven't seen any new detections of avian influenza across the state. But like she said, biosecurity measures still must be in place. Markets in overnight electronic trade this morning. Right now, December corn's up a penny at $7.50. November soybeans are up four at $15.28. The July wheat, that's down seven cents, 1084 bushel. Barrel cheese on Wednesday dropped four cents to 172 and three quarters. Forty-pound block cheese was down two and a half at 2.34, and double butter dropped three and a half to 2.61 a half. The May milk right now is down 19 cents at 24.12. June is down 15 cents at 24.12. Dow Jones Industrial Average right now currently up more than 300 points. Broker analyst Cody Coster joining us next.
3: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
5: Hi, Grandma. What's for dinner? Hey, honey, I'm making stew tonight.
11: Ooh, can Nina come over?
5: I'm not sure about our new friend. I wonder if there's been any drinking going on. Alcohol at her age can lead to so many bad things. I've been meaning to ask you, what would happen if someone offered you a drink? Grandma? This is hard, she's so young, but I know I need to talk to her about it now before someone tries to give her alcohol. If anyone ever does offer you a drink, I want you to say no. I have too much respect for my family and I don't want to get in trouble. Okay. Really? I promise, Grandma. I love you too. Okay, how about tasting this stew and telling me what you think?
9: Mmm. Some children may try alcohol as young as nine years old. It's not too early to talk about drinking, for tips on how to begin the conversation, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. That's underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. This message brought to you by SAMHSA and this station. The Young Farmer and Agriculturist Program is for our younger Farm Bureau members up to 35 years of age. And that is where a lot of our contests take place, which was something that I had the opportunity to do through the discussion meet as well as achievement. It's a program you should really look into. WFBF.com. It opened up opportunities for me. A
2: voice for farmers. A vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau.
4: Sometimes people think we're the bathroom remodeling place that
0: just covers up your old stuff. It's how Rebath got its start 40 years ago. But just as technology has improved since dial phones, we've grown to become a total bathroom remodeling company. Free in-home consultation, free custom design,
12: an affordable new bath in just days, not weeks. Visit our showroom on Stoughton
4: Road or Rebath.com. Rebath, making it easy to love your bath.
3: Hang on to your tractors, here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam
12: Young. All
0: right, another chilly start to a Thursday morning and plenty of rain still on the way. That's what we're talking about when it comes to planting progress or lack of planting progress. Let's pivot now and talk about what's going on in the dairy industry. Joining us this morning from the team at Ever Ag is Cody Coster. Been a little quiet as far as the dairy news front is concerned, Cody. But we're always kind of keeping an eye on what's going on with production. I saw yesterday some near historic uh, record as far as butter production. What are you keeping your eye on?
10: Yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty slow go this week, Pam. Everybody is at the ADPI conference in Chicago this week. Uh, the annual meeting kind of getting together, talking about what's going on in the industry, seeing what's happening. Um, but last Friday we had the cold storage report come out and it seems like first impressions for the butter side, it was slightly bearish. Uh, Stocks at the end of March reached 283 million pounds, that's 20 20 million pounds more than February. But if we pivot to the cheese side, this is one of the first cold storage reports we've seen in a while that lean a little bit more towards the bullish side for cheese. Uh, Inventory fell to Um, 1,458 million pounds at the end of March, that's 0.6% lower than February, which kind of brings a little bit of a bullish tone to the market. Now, saying that, we wouldn't be able to tell by the recent spot sessions that we've had the past couple days. But, you know, as you and I have mentioned before, it seems like healthy pullback in the market is needed to kind of catapult the market higher uh, into the next realm going into the summer months.
0: Are we still the leader when it comes to the lowest cost or the lowest price, I should say, in in the global market? It is. After you
10: look at the last GDT auction that we had about a week and a half ago, we are still 20 to 25 cents behind the rest of the world in cheese, butter, even the non-fat market. And I do believe after I was talking to Mr. John Spain, are on that side as he watches that very closely for our company, um, there are still more companies that are coming over. And buying from the United States, what was interesting on the last GDP auction is they did not see China show up with the presence that they usually carry with themselves. And I think a big part of that is because a lot of their cities in China are on full mandated lockdown right now. And what that means is people are just not going out into these markets to be getting food or groceries um, and that kind of thing because of the COVID restrictions that they have placed on them. Now, when China lifts those sanctions, you've got to imagine that people are going to want to go to their markets. They're going to want to go to the restaurants. They're going to want to go to the grocery stores. So maybe at that point, China does come back in and say, we've got to buy X amount of cheese, butter, and especially the non-fat dry milk to help feed our people. But I think time is going to tell on that when and if they lift those sanctions on the people.
0: Well, your point's well taken. I think sometimes in the United States, we tend to forget that there are still parts of the world that are very, very cautious in taking measures to protect their population. That's still the case to a large extent in certain areas of Europe, too, isn't it?
10: It is. It is. And I don't know if they're as tight-knit lit as the Chinese government when it comes to those sanctions, because Europe seemed to be into this last GDP auction Pretty darn heavily, especially when they can come over, like I was saying, getting some of these butter and cheese equivalents 20 to 25 cents lower than they can get in their own backyard, which right now is just astonishing. I mean, it's kind of unheard of when you look at European class three, class four prices, you're talking close to still $29, $30. Look at our class three, class four prices, and we're a good four to five dollars below that. Now there's a lot of people that are saying that we are going to go up and meet those said prices a little bit later in the year, kind of like a July, August, September timeframe. Um, but what you had mentioned previously as, as we were jumping on the call here is the grain side. You know, let's not forget about the feed and forages. These milk prices look fantastic, but I would say maybe the margins are definitely not as great as they were in 2014. I've heard a lot of folks re 2008 as more of the year to uh, kind of equate these margins, to because of said feed prices. And right now, I'm not sure what it's looking like in Wisconsin by you, but in Michigan, it's 32 degrees. Uh, ground temp is very cold, and there is nobody rolling corn or soybeans in the ground right now.
0: Yeah. Just not. Yep, it's just hit or miss over here too, and and like you said, it's not about any one state this year, it's about the collective, and right now the collective is uh, lagging behind. Again, if you're just joining us, this is Cody Koster, one of the broker analysts with EverAg, uh, covering the dairy industry of all types. Again, if you want to catch up with their crew dot or ever.ag, I should say, is their website. Cody, what are you advising clients right now? Are they taking a position on milk contracts? Are they just trying to protect themselves on feed because right now it hurts no matter where you move?
10: It does. I've asked people to look at both sides from a dairyman's point of view. Um if if you can go out if there's new crop contracts that are offered, that's kind of been the the tough talk of the town lately. Calling different co-ops asking for new crop bean meal um, or canola and it's just not there so what i've been suggesting is let's go to the board and get something locked up and also at the same time look at milk and make sure the margins are still there i don't want to look at only one side of the coin because you the margins for the actual business could slip away a lot sooner than people would realize even with these high prices if bean meal and corn continues its run higher yeah
0: yeah, you're right. We don't know what's ahead. Very good. Thank you, Cody. We'll catch up with you again, I'm sure, my friend.
10: All right. Sounds good. Thank you, Pam.
0: You bet. Cody Coster, kind enough to join us. He's on the Eastern time zone, so that's a good thing for him. But uh, the news is always most important. Check him out, ever.ag, and I'll catch up with you tomorrow morning.
10: This is the Midwest Farm Report.